Of the I Stay Low podcast show, I'm your host Marty Lee. Marty Lee, I'm today. I'm here. I'm joined by a very special guest. His name is Tyson. Tyson is a music producer. Tyson is a college graduate. Tyson is a close friend, and Tyson is a band member. He's uh, very invested in music, amongst other things, and we'll discuss all that today. So, I like to go ahead and bring on my guest, Tyson. What's good? I'm much chilling, man. What's good with you? Another day, bro. Just another day, dog. So, um, a little bit earlier, um, you were talking about some of your music things and stuff that you've done before. Um, what really like got you into music? Was it the start from band, or did it start from band? Did it like start in church, or like where did it all start from? Man, I'm gonna be real with you. Like, that shit really all started from my mom. You know, music was always in the house, you know. I'm a 9-3 baby, so you know, we had a lot of people doing big music things in that time. I know most of the time she was listening to Mary and stuff like that. But she know she was like that, the older stuff too. And my grandma, you know, she was singing in the church, so she was always singing every time I was over there too. Actually, my mom always tell me a story. Shit, kind of sound cliche, but... I believe it because she was lying on the shit about that. She was like, I was the I was the kid there, there going to the damn uh, cabin, take all the pots and pans, so I would start banging on that shit and shit. So she said that's what I was doing. So you know, then I remember in fifth grade, they had these uh, the music teacher came down to school, and then I just gravitated towards it. You know, she was like, Oh, you want to do music? I'm like, Yeah, I want to do music. You know, what you want to do? I pat on the drumstick. I fucking uh. Knowing you're in band, you gotta do some work, man, with your mouth and stuff. You call the Amish, you gotta position your lips and stuff. So I did that. She was like, all right, we can, we can find something to do. So, yeah, it really took off after fifth grade, you know, middle school. Yeah, that was so like, did you go straight into, were you on like snares, were you on cymbals? Like, like what was it like in, in band that really like just took off? All right, so from middle school, up until my sophomore year of high school, I was just straight trumpet out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it, trumpet. Then some stuff went down, and, you know, I was a skilled uh, trumpet, and some stuff went down in another section, and they lost some people. So, they was like, yo, Tice, you know, uh, you're real good at trumpet. I think it's going to be an easy switch for you to play some. It's called the mellophone. Pretty sure y'all, a lot of y'all know what that is, but it's the marching version of the French horn. Yeah. So, in 10th grade, I switched to the mellophone. And that's during marching, so for a concert and stuff like that, symphonic, I was playing the French horn. So now we got trumpet, French horn, mellophone. Then my junior year, we got something called indoor percussion, right? Right. That's like, you know, um, just, just straight percussion. You go around competing with other uh, percussionists and things like that from different schools and stuff. So I tried out for that. You know, I had to do a little, some, uh, some rudiments. And I ended up getting it, and I was on third base, third base drum. Straight up. So, it's like I, I didn't even get a chance to ask you from the beginning. Like, where exactly are you from in Louisiana? Well, I'm from, let me represent that door real quick. Thibodeau, you heard me? Yeah, 95, that's where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Thibodeau, dog. I know a lot of great people from Thibodeau, for real. And so, uh, being from the 95, how, or exactly like, what were your music influence sounds? Was it more of like a cash money scene or was it more of a no limit that gave you like a sound or was it just things that got just, you know, uh, you know, speeded forward to today where we got like trap sounds and whatnot? Like, so what was the the real influence behind your sound? So growing up in Thibodeau, you know, I'm going to be real. Of course, uh, you know, no limit cash money. Big on cash money though, like still to this day I've been doing this producer thing for a couple of years and I still feel like Manny Fresh is one of like the greatest producers in the world. 
If I ever met the dude, I'd probably, you know, do some fan shit. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just fucking around, but nah, like, man, man, that dude, for real. Like, that whole 90s cash money sound, his uh, style of production, you know. You know, he had some, like, some New Orleans song as far as, like, the cadences of his drums, but his melodies, like, them hoes was, like, so soulful. If they wasn't soulful, they was real spacey. I feel like that's where I'm at now. But as far as influences outside of Louisiana, man, you know, Texas next door. Yeah. So like, my cousin put me on Boosie a long time ago. So I listened to Boosie before the whole the whole Pimp C thing. Mm-hmm. But when that uh, when that um, that ghetto story and stuff came out with Webby, you know, Pimp C, you know, brought Boosie to the forefront, and I'm like. Pimp C trying to bring Boosie to the forefront, and it's like Boosie introducing me to Pimp on yeah. this, you know. So, I mean, I've been hearing dude around for my cousin and stuff, but when that Boosie dropped, I was really like, oh, there's a whole other world of Texas shit out here that sound cool as hell. Yeah. So from that moment, and I always uh, had my cousin. He he was older than me. He about ten years older than me, so he was always on that. He was into that. So he always had like. Chopping school, Macy's all on the house, all around the house, burn CD, stuff on my line white. My computer, my line white, I didn't even know that what the hell this shit was. I'm like, what's this? Uh I remember one time I found the damn R. Kelly. I think it was it was it was on a on a damn burn CD it said fuck action chopping school. I said, What the fuck is this? In my damn room, man. So, you know, I went and searched line white and stuff and you know, all these people popped up, you know, school was gone by the time. But I know the dude that was doing it a lot back then after school and stuff. Uh, like I noticed was I always saw uh, online while and then around my house on the Burnt CDs was a dude named OG Ron C. Yep. And I think he's still doing things around here. For sure. So that's really what got me into the, the Houston song. You know, all them boys. Uh, Slim Thug, you know, Zero, big on Zero. Trader True, you know, Key Key to Don, shout out. Yeah. All them boys like that. Don man. Key. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's like uh down being down here in uh what we call the third coast, it's it's different from a West Coast and it's different from the East Coast and even though that, you know, Atlanta is considered the South, it doesn't have like a true southern flavor like how how can I say, like, how Houston has its own particular sound that sounds Southern. Louisiana has a sound that sounds Southern. Mississippi has a sound that sounds Southern. And uh, Alabama as well, because there are some artists that come up out of Alabama that just don't get no type of shine. That's a story for another day. And uh, it's, it, do you find it strange that, that artists from Atlanta and artists from Florida don't have, like, a true traditional Southern sound? Do you find it strange? Um, stumped him. <laughs> I, I, I like. I feel that it's not the, you know, the southern sound that people have come to to know and recognize. But I do feel that they have their own, you know, their own way of going about it. You know. Yeah. See, I know, especially for Florida, because it's like, uh, I, I listen to some Florida rappers. And from that, like I know uh Kodak, he he listed his top influencers as Boosie, BG, people like that, you know? Yeah. Then as far as uh Atlanta, you could say that besides uh Outcast and, and Dungeon Fam and all of them, you could say for present day Zaytoven and uh influenced a lot of Atlanta trap song. Yes, yes indeed. But the thing is Zaytoven grew up in the church and stuff, but Zaytoven from the West Coast. Yeah, he's from Oakland. He from the West Coast. And something else, the West Coast was heavy on Louisiana music. Yeah, that's that's something that a lot of people don't they don't notice that too, because to to bring it back, like Master P went went to the West yeah. in the nineties. You know what I'm saying? And then I forgot what album it was that he came back to Louisiana to finish recording because he said it just wasn't it didn't have that home feel. It didn't have that home like vibe or that bounce to it. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's just crazy how music has, has spread all over the place. And um, 
to get to focus in more on your catalog, what what is the producer name that you go by? What is what is your your stage name, your your artist name that you go by? My artist name is SSJM. And what inspired that? Well, you know, right now you can look at my shirt. It got it's a it's a Dragon Ball shirt, Goku black on it. You know, I'm a big anime fan. It all started with you know Dragon Ball. But as far as the amethyst, you know, uh, you know, it, it got its own powers and stuff. I know in the past it was uh, it was said to to control evil thoughts, increase intelligence, you know, uh, increase uh, creativity, things like that, and it, it got it got healing properties to it. Yeah, it protects you from. I could say, you know, the right thing is able to take you from, you know, those, those, Straight up. those, uh, those negative energies, but it's supposed to protect you from the bullshit, basically. Protect you from the bullshit, boost your creativity. Gotcha. gotcha. And so, uh, I know that you're big into anime, and how does anime cross over into your music, and vice versa? Well, anime into my music, uh, Sometimes I do the straightforward crossover. I hear a dope ass track on the anime that I'm watching. You know, anime has some beautiful music, man. So sometimes I go straight to sampling. And when I don't do that, like the vibes I pick up from some anime too, it's like this dark ass scene that I want to capture in my own way, you know? Yeah. And speaking of that, it's like, not to get off the uh, anime part, but most of my music is like, it's all, I'm gonna it's all emotion based. Like, I could be feeling the way one day, and you'll hear that in the week. I could be feeling another way, an hour later, and you'll be able to hear that too. So it's not like, I could, I'm not good at requests at all when it comes to kind of beat. Like, if someone requests a beat from me, I'll say, oh, I made this, and maybe this is what you're looking for, but I, I can't, you know, create that kind of vibe just to go in and make a beat if I'm not feeling that way with my emotions, you know? Yeah. So how, in your in your library, how do you go about uh, separating, like, dark sounds from happy sounds to, to even sounds? Like, how you go about separating it all? Is it, is it, is it like you say? It changes from on a, on a daily basis, and sometimes even a hour hourly basis. I can I can understand that because you know we all human. So, how do you just go about separating it all, and and how do you eventually just get your music out to others? Truthfully, I don't even separate them. I know after I complete a beat, uh, I title it, and that's really what makes me know like this is that beat because you can tell from the title the, the type of shit I was on mm -hmm. when I made it like I got one instrument called Diamond Face yeah you know when you hear Diamond Face what you think about on some flash and shit it's the watch it's the watch it's the watch da, 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 da. so you don't gotta question what kind of vibe that is and like last week I made a beat but I dropped it on Instagram in my beat store like yesterday and it's called Dusk mm-hmm was dust. That's like, like the bridge between night and day. You know, it's not all the way nighttime, but it's mostly nighttime. The sun is peeking through. Yeah, that's how I was feeling at the time. I feel like I'm in a dark place, but the sun peeking through, kind of. So straight up. And so, how many projects have you been able to just crank out or put out all together, uh, just throughout, throughout the duration? As far as projects, I only released my first project. Last last Friday, August seventh. Mm -hmm. No, what was that? Is it August August tenth? It's called Ethereal. Check that out. It's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, everything. But that's just because I was wasting time. On my library, I have probably enough content to drop. Probably, honestly, truthfully, twelve projects. Yeah. Because I know you've been doing beats for a while. You were one of the first people that I met that was doing beats, and and what's what's funny about that too is whenever you was doing beats and stuff, you never ever ever wanted to touch a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and it's still like that to this day. So why you just are you just more comfortable behind the board and just on the sound, or is it just uh, you just you just think that just the rapping thing just is in your calling? I'm gonna be real with you, dog. Like, uh, motherfuckers made me try that rapping shit once, and it was cool. Man, they ain't me. Like, if you're doing a beat right now, I could freestyle some heat. I ain't even lie to you. But you know, that's because that's where we from, you know? Yeah, that's, we, that's what we do. You know, we just, you know, sitting outside. We just play football, some shit. We drink from the hose pipe. We was busting freestyles out of nowhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. That shit fun. But as far as, like, a, a serious career, you know, I can't put my all into something I'm not really, you know, interested in. Yeah. Like, I'm... I'm gonna be real with you. I'm a I'm a I'm a thoughtful dude, man. I'm, I'm a deep thinker. I'm an emotional dude, and I love sounds. I'm not just gonna say music. I just love sounds. Yeah. Like I could walk outside and hear something. It could be a train. I'd be like, damn, that train got that cool ass echo on it. Yeah. That's what I'm into. So that's what I'm gonna go hard behind. Just the music, you know. And that's the thing too. It's just like being a, a deeper thinker. Do you? Uh, Let's talk about like mental health for a second, right? How, how does mental health? Uh, have you ever like sought out therapy, or just have you ever just had to counsel certain friends? And has there ever been a situation that's like inspired a beat or inspired like a, a different sound, uh, like uh, emotion that's taken you to a place where you never would have thought that you would have had this particular sound. Well, I'm glad you brought up the whole mental health thing because that's actually in my field of work that I do. Yeah. So I'm actually in the mental health field. I got my master's in psychology, you know, and all that. And as far as uh, for myself, I, I've not done any kind of counseling. But I will say um, that I'm going back to school for some more counseling stuff, and it is a requirement. Yeah. You know, you have to be on the opposite side of the chair to be able to serve people in that kind of position. That's dope. So I will be entering counseling. I, I guess it's like I want to sit down. I want to do that shit. I want to yeah. like be on the couch. I feel like we all need therapy to a certain extent. Right. Uh, shit. Even if it's about whatever, mm-hmm. where if it's about our dog that died, or you know what I'm saying, or mm-hmm. a car, our favorite car that we lost, or a certain person that we lost, or just whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? We all got this. We all got something that we got to get off. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when did you graduate? Uh, graduate from, from the school you went to? Um, well, most recent I went to Houston Baptist University. That's where I got my master's. Straight you know, up, that master's. Seventeen, yeah. And my first degree, my bachelor's, I was back home. You know, shout out to Nickel State University. You know, to Louisa. That was in December twenty fourteen. I graduated. And so you knocking that school shit out, getting it out the way. You got to, like we was talking about earlier, you got to have a, a way to fund your dream. You know, you can't just have a dream and, you know, not have the money behind it. That's, that's just sad truth, you know. Speak to that. Speak to that point of where it's, uh, uh, where you got to have the funds in order to get certain things popping instead of just being a one-trick pony. Because it's like, man... If you're doing this shit seriously, you're going to know it has a lot of costs. It got a lot of stuff you you need to be able to buy. You know, like you're doing this podcast thing. You got these mics in here. You got this board in here. You got this MacBook in here. You got these headphones in here. Who who paying for that? Like, yeah, you could dream to do that shit, but who going who gonna to fund it? You know? Yeah. And, and people say, well, if you got the talent, you could do it. Okay, but... Who gonna discover this talent? You know, who gonna put this talent out here? You can't just walk into people who are already doing this and say, "Oh, well, I'm good at this. Let me let me hop on what you're doing." Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, I'm a producer. I use a MacBook too. I use FL Studio. That costs. Yeah. I, I got uh, uh, drum kits. That costs. I got sound banks. That costs. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you got a store. I have a B store that costs memberships, you know. I just put my album out, that costs, yes, it costs to put an album out, you know, it costs to maintain that shit. Uh, 
say you, you got somebody who want to meet up for a studio session, how you going to get there? Can't Uber everywhere. You can't Uber everywhere. And Uber calls too. You only get one free route. You sign up. Oh, shit. Okay. You did. And, you know, it calls to eat. So yeah. it's like, your dream ain't going to put food on your plate if you just dreaming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just in, in, the, in these sounds today, it's been... We went through some interesting eras because you said you were born in 93, correct? Mm -hmm. Same here. Same year. That's me. It's infinity, yeah. You feel me? Peace, Captain Steve. Dick. So, we've seen interesting uh, stretches of music, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, the era that we're born in is uh, extremely popularized for the New Jack Swing sound and the classic R&B sounds of, you know, like the begging R&B and uh, things like that. And then toward the late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, that's whenever you started getting exposed to different genres of rap, right? Mm -hmm. So in the, in the, on the West, you had gangster music. In the East, you had lyrical music. Down South, you had more like your your raunchy shit like like, <laughs> raunchy. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like your pimp C and like you, you remember the first time like uh Uncle Luke was like being played and Yeah they was wild. They was bugging to that shit, right? Yeah they was wild. And so then, you know what I'm saying, then at the same time as music kept evolving too, you had uh you had a just like a stretch of just like hip hop all sounded the same low key. Uh, to me in the early 2000s besides the um I'm drawing a mind blank on the uh on the it's not it wasn't a soul sound it was like the Erica Badu's and the Talib Kweli's yeah, yeah, and the yeah. I forgot what that era is of, of music is called but somebody will correct me like Neo Soul Neo Soul exactly that's exactly what it is the Neo Soul sound besides Neo Soul and just hip hop it wasn't much else out right, right. then all of a sudden Shit happened when I would say 05, 06. 05, dog. <laughs> Jesus, man. Jesus, man. So all of a sudden you hear, to to bring it full circle, Manny Fresh yeah. on a Jeezy record. On a Jeezy record, man. On a Jeezy record, right? And then, like, then you have these different people that pop up, uh, Drummer Boy. Then you get them, your Mike Wills. But even before that, too. You had your snap music. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about that now, dude. And that sh that snap music was so quick, and Lil John made so much bread off the front end of that, and then it developed into into Soldier, Soldier Boy. Then it developed into full blown trap today. And to take it back to that, before the snap music. What a, you know the crunk music, crunk music, Eastside yeah. boys, Scrappy and all. That. Yeah, you know what? What the Trillville, Trillville, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And shit, speaking of uh, the 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 whole crunk era, Nuck if you buck, still gets any single party going, anytime, anywhere. Right. And so just to and then just to see how music has advanced today, how do you feel about everybody having a, a trap sound? Do you feel like it's played out? Do you feel like it's uh, the easiest to make? Because we both know a lot of people ain't living these ain't living the lives that they say and rapping a lot. Oh uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. But man. just as far as you know, what I'm saying just like the sounds of it all. Like, do you just feel like it's easy? It's easier for somebody to get on uh, something with a with a banging ass 808 behind it. I mean, most definitely, but I, I, you know, I try to look at it like that, because, like you said, it always had these kind of errors and stuff, uh, but we was growing up in them, so we really didn't pay attention to it like that, yep. so now we just in it right now, so it's more about focus, but I, I, I feel it's going to die out, just like all the other ones did, somebody going to come with a new sound, it's yep. just that people see what success looks like, so they're trying to imitate that. Yeah. And it works sometimes, but it, it, it definitely works less often than what people like to think, you know? Yeah. Whenever you get ready to, to press play on something that's not your, your, not your music, right? Mm -hmm. 
What are your five go-to artists? Not your five favorites, but your five go-to artists. Because five for me, I would say it's it's got to be something with Ross. Oh yeah, got to be something with a certain a certain era of Wayne. Really, was different. We old enough to remember the, the mixtape run Wayne, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, we starting to get into this era now where some of these young motherfuckers don't even know, they don't even acknowledge. So much they missing out. They don't even acknowledge the whole mixtape way. That's why I don't even be on Twitter like that when they're discussing that music shit because I don't smack them. <laughs> For real. Man, man, Niggas get disrespectful on the timeline. All for, all for likes and shit, right? Yeah. But I think for me, it would be Ross, a certain era, Wayne. Uh, yes, I do like Drake. Um, Certain Jay-Z shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. That's to keep it G. It's hard for me to really split future, and it's hard for me to to split like Cole, or Ken, Cole and Kendrick because yeah. I like I like Cole's. I like different Cole Cole and segments, right? Mm-hmm. I like Cole from Friday Night Lights. Cole. I like Cole from. Uh, the KOD Cole, that's the type of shit that I'm into. Yeah. Whenever Cole be in his bag on that shit, that's where I'm at with it with Cole. And then Kendrick, the damn album is just, it is, it's just self-explanatory. You know what I'm saying? That's whenever Kendrick really in his bag in the, in the Good Kid, Mad City album. Yeah. So like, what is, what is like five go-tos for you? Five go-tos. Of the real all top. Man, look. I don't seem like a cliche Louisiana nigga, but man, like three of my people are all from Louisiana, I'm sorry to say. Mm-hmm. You know, Boosie. Yeah. Just like rap got his arrows, Boosie got his arrows, and I fuck with all of them. Wayne. And I'ma say Wayne, but I'm all I'ma also say the whole cash money big time of Yeah. I, I listen to Mixtape Wayne, but that nine is cash money who a special place in my heart, you know. Yeah. Like I still be bumping, you know, the BG is all on you volume one, volume two. I'll be playing, you know, the big timers, how you love that. Yeah. Again, volume one and volume two, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'ma just group them all together for that one. Three. Shout out to my nigga Spitter, man. Spitter been holding it down for a minute, dog. Got to. Currency been in the game for a minute. He was with No Limit and Cashman. Now he got his own little thing. And he living a dream right now. Making some dope music, but still in that state to where he can walk the streets without any word, you know? Any word, period. And the, and the man makes some fire-ass music, man. Spittle got something in his catalog for you to get jazzy to at any point in the day, right? Right. Whether if you waking up in the morning and you need something to just kind of get you from your morning drive, from your crib to your place of business, whether if you sit down, you smoking one, mm-hmm. whether if you getting ready to pour one, or whether if you just, it's just car music, you know what I'm saying? Or if, even if you're just chilling out, Spitter got something for every single, <laughs> any, any he, he just a cool dude, man, I know he, he, he into the, the anime and stuff, he, he into the video games, he'll catch a lot of it in his song, a lot of references, so. That's a third. Let me see. Um, let me see. Since I can't think of that two. I'm just gonna tell you two two more people who I've listened to a lot lately. Who's that? Well, for one, I'm really I'm really feeling this dude, uh, Key Glock, man. Glock, Glock. The fuck? The yeah. fuck? <laughs> Glock, man. Shout out Paper Out. Yeah, so y'all don't know Glock. Uh, Y'all probably know Dolph, and uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of big cousin of huh? Yeah, some. Yeah, I think Dolph, uh, like a lot of cousins, something like that. So I've been rocking with him a lot lately. And uh, I think the fifth, it's tough, man. I listen to everything. I was going to cheat and pull up my phone, but I don't want to do that. And, and of course, the, 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 the Kendrick and the Cole, but I feel like 
it's like they 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 should be like excluded because it's like yeah. like for the type of dude I am, that's like a given, you know. Yeah. So I feel like he ain't getting much out of me if I say, oh yeah, I like Kendrick and go. And and it, that's what I like about this new era and this new wave. Are these are the young ones that's just around now? Like I'm new to Gunner, right? Mm-hmm. I'm new to Gunner. Uh, of course, the Astro World album kind of helped introduce me to Gunner. But Glock, I like Key Glock a lot. I've been listening to him since I was in VR, and he just he got a different. He got a, like a young street element to it. Yeah. People bag on uh, Uzi all the time, but I like Uzi. Oh yeah, Uzi a fool too. Um, nah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm one. I'm one of those in that camp where it's like, I'm not rocking with Lil Yachty. <laughs> I'm not. Man, look, I'm gonna be real with you, dog. Like this, is somebody else I've listened to. I've listened to Nudie a lot, man. Uh huh. I've listened to Nudie a lot, and he got a song with uh with Yachty on. Um, I think it was Nudie Land. I think it's the last song called on. It's called No Clue. Mm-hmm. And I ain't gonna lie with you, son. Yachty ran that bitch. I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. And, uh, you know, I listen to some shit and I go, like, go search on YouTube to see what other people saying about it. And apparently, it got a little yachty and it got a little boat. And they was telling me that little boat ran that song. Okay. So it was apparently he'd be on some other shit sometimes. So it's kind of like a, like a split yeah, character. Yeah, from what I from what I read. Okay. Was like, that's a little boat on that one. That ain't yachty. Like, uh, like, he, like a nigga blacked out or some shit. Yeah, okay. nigga, I was like, oh shit. Like on some Pac and Machiavelli shit. Yeah, I was like, man, this like. Not saying that he's Pac and Machiavelli. Oh, yeah, you got to fight with that shit. I was honestly, niggas gonna cut up on that. Character, character, character. That's what we talking. That's what I mean. What I heard that nigga first, and I'm like, yo, this shit is straight. Like, he was, I said, man, look at Yachty, man. <laughs> so. How long have you been out here? Because, of course, uh, being posted, home base is Houston, Texas. So, how long have you been out here? How has the transition from the boot to Houston, Texas been for you? Because this is a it's a big market. It's a uh, land of opportunity. Man. How's it, how has it been for you? And how long have you been here? Uh, you know, uh, like I said, I graduated from Nichols December 24, uh, 2014. And I know the exact date I graduate, December 13th. I'm going to be real and honest with you and say that I was in Houston for good on December 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Had your shit ready to go. No, like, I kid you not. Like, you could, you could call my, my grandma and shit. Like, I left the day after I graduated. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm real with you, man. Shit. Shit was a struggle for a while even with my degree. Like, I was out of a job for months, and the first job I got was at fucking Macy's. Yeah. So was at Macy's. So I was doing a Macy's thing. <sighs> Terrible, especially in the, and I was, I was, look, for y'all that, that don't know the Houston area, you know, it's, it's the biggest southern city, but that's not because of just Houston. They got a lot of, uh, boroughs, a lot of, a lot of boroughs, and just a big metropolitan area. I was in a spot called the Wilderness. That's the mall I was working at. Bureau with y'all. A lot of rich white folks over there. So like you, ima- you can imagine a, a, a small Thibodeau nigga in the Wilderness and in the Macy's during holidays. You know how many sales Macy's have? And all these motherfuckers ain't got no jobs, but got hella money. So they in that bitch all day. Boku coupons. Yeah, you know as hell. So that shit was rough. But before I left, uh, left Louisiana, I was working at finish line. But the transfer didn't work out too much, they're too good. But uh, they got a finish line inside Mason, so you know I'm a cool dude. And I was telling them that I used to work there, and he was like, oh, shit, come on over. So, you know, I was doing finish line thing. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there until I got the job where I'm at now in this mental health thing. I heard somebody I heard somebody complain about it in class. And I'm like, oh, you can't pay. I could do the job. I could do it. Bad management. I just won't work in my field, you know. Right. So they were complaining about being my blessing from that moment on. I got this job in February 2016, and I'm still working for something better, you know. But so that's really been my whole transition. But now that I'm a part of it, it was tough, but it the rewards was just crazy, man. It's just booming out here. 
Yeah. And I feel really bad. Because, like, like, I met people from all over the world. Shit, I was, uh, I worked with a girl from Africa. Her accent really strong. Uh, one of my friends, classmates from school, she's, uh, she's from Lebanon. Dog, it's a lot of, what I'm understanding, it's a lot of, like, Africans, like, real Africans from the motherland that are here. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, of course, there's a lot of people from the boot here because of uh, what Katrina did. Yeah. And just other people like yourself and myself, that people that just want to better themselves mm-hmm. and want a better life. And on top of it, too, it's a lot of people from, like, Detroit and Chicago down here. I done ran across a lot of them. I work with a dude from Jersey. Yeah? And they got a lot from Cali out here, too. Yeah. And Atlanta. Man, it got a lot. Man, literally, people all over the world from here, man. That's dope. That's what I like about it. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different type of... It's a different speed in everything out here. And so, being out here <clears throat> for... Uh, since graduation, uh, you were here during Hurricane Harvey. Walk me through that. What was Hurricane Harvey? How, how did you and your folks doing? Man, how are actually, y'all now? Actually, man, what's crazy about Harvey is this: like my life was crazy around that whole time period, dog. I'm going to. So it was my final semester of grad school, right? And you know this shit tough. I was working on my master's thesis, my nigga. Yeah. That's just some heavy writing. That's some heavy workload. That's some heavy research going to that shit all by yourself. Yeah. You got a committee helping you, but that's really oversight. You doing it all on your own. Plus, getting ready for finals and stuff. But that was on my plate. But I think April thirty something. I think April twenty ninth. My motherfucking apartment caught fire, dog. What? Car fire. Yeah. Car fire. We lost a lot of shit. But we no, no, we got we got important stuff. You know, it ain't burnt down, it was just a, a fire. Not that I don't feel it nothing, but that shit could be, you know, very, very traumatic and stressful, you know. So I lost a lot. But I was already planning on moving. Yeah. So I was already I already signed my lease for my new place back in March because that's when they give good deals. I signed it for March, but I was gonna move in late May, early June. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it it was a blessing for me to already have the place, and I can't talk to them like yo, my old place is burnt down. Can I you know move in earlier? So it was like yeah, cool. Just gotta clean it. The guy's been gone, you know. Like okay, that's that's a blessing, you know. Mom, mom was with uh, some other family out here, so that's this is May. Harvey had been that was like August, August, August last year. So I'm fresh in my new shit. And I do a damn hurricane. There ain't no this was, this was, a, that. was this in the woodlands? Oh no, my my old place. I was living in Spring. I lived in the Spring, and this is what's wild. I didn't get to you know my experience because. I just I was gonna show you how 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 God if you believe in him, and if not how the universe you don't believe in that or whatever you believe in, shit 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 works weirdly around here man. Yeah. Uh, my place burnt in May. Harvey hit in August. Tell me why the place I was living at in spring. Yeah. Got demolished by Harvey. Like my apartment was underwater. They had to rebuild all that shit. Son. To see that amount, that much water, again, you know what I'm saying? We we didn't seen it before. Yeah. But to see that shit again, that shit is insane. Let me let me let me take it back real quick. Let me take it back. I moved out of this place due to a fire in April. Mm-hmm. And turn around. In August, and the shit got flooded out. Anyway, mm-hmm. so it was like, yeah, I went through this, but I still went through this months later. Anyway, I would have been there. Like the shit got flooded out, like gone. Water all in your shit. Like it was one of the places that was underwater. 
And how was like the shake back process? I wasn't there. <laughs> no, just just to kind of like just get everything. You know what I'm saying? Just to just seeing just seeing everything and just to see how the city is like shake back and all, overall. It's been fairly quick to me from my from my outsider because I'm still new. Yeah, I think it was quick too, mainly because like uh, not to downplay the situation and stuff, but Houston had a lot of money, man. Houston had a lot of money and they got a lot of people here who make money. Yeah. You know, uh you know you know, uh trade was doing a lot, trade of truth was doing a lot for the people. Shout out to Truth. You know, uh JJ Watt was you know, they already loved JJ Watt. Now that the hurricane, he showed his ass in a good way. You know? Shit shit. So he was doing his thing too. A lot of people just came together, man. Bun B. Bun yeah, B, Bun all B. them boys all the way over to Port Arthur, Steven Jackson. Mm-hmm. Matches Mac. Yup, matches, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So they they made it happen quickly. You know, it was it was rough for a while though, but they they made things happen. You know, that that hurt people's pockets a lot too. That hurricane, man. You know, it's still not working. It. Not only am I director, uh, director affected by this shit, but I also have to be there for for my clients who was affected by this shit. A lot of my my uh, clients was. Displaced, yeah, know? and still displaced a year later. It's still displaced. How many people are like normally come in with? Uh, I guess that's PTSD. Is that a form of PTSD? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a form of PTSD. How many? Oh uh, well, uh, I can just imagine some of the stuff that they say. Cause you know what I'm saying. That's that stuff that you'll never be able to get back. You know, especially like family portraits and. Uh, yeah. family memories and markings on the wall and uh, you know what I'm saying just what we're all a, what what those people were accustomed to growing up around their whole lives it's, it's just sad though but so to bring it back to to music for you what are some do you work with any artists in particular that are you know uh or do you you just work with? Do you like to lock in with one artist at a time, or do you just kind of spread spread your beats around, spread your work around? Oh, uh, for the most part, I spread my work around because it's like I was not worried about being this world famous producer. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just started to accept that title of producer within the last year. Why? I was just making beats, like I was making beats and just listening to the hoes myself. Yeah. Just because I love music so much. I'm like, oh, I love music. Let me make my own music to love. You know, because back when I when I wasn't making music, I would like, I'll tell the people's music. I'll slow that shit down, you know, chop it up with some program. And like, like I said, I was just making beats for myself. Then um, my most recent ex, she was like, you know, you should be taking this more seriously. Because... Cause, she was a, she was a cool chick like me, you know. She had me into the music and stuff like that. And she was she was on YouTube and she was telling me how they got a lot of these people posting their beats. Yeah. And just for people to listen to, like yeah, you could sell them, but it got some people really just like listening to beats. So that's what I started. I started posting them on YouTube. This was last July. I think I just made a year on YouTube. So I've been posting them on YouTube, and then, you know. That's what happened. People started hitting me up. That's when I started taking them more serious. I made a beat store. Started taking the Instagram account more I didn't have Instagram at first because, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that shit. I don't know. I like the social media? Shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm forced to be on it because I'm doing this shit now. But before that, I wasn't on it. I was on it in high school, through college. But I think for like a whole year and a half, I was just not on nothing. Yeah. But let's, talk, let's talk about this. Well, go, go ahead, go ahead, finish your point. But I got this music thing. No, it, it was done. I just got this music thing, so I gotta, I gotta talk to people. I understand. I gotta market. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an entity now. I'm, I'm a business. Entity is the right word. Yeah. So it's like, you know. And so just, so about this technology and the social media, right? What was the first? Your first social experience was what? MySpace. Shout out to MySpace. 
So Shout we was doing like coding. Yeah, man. Hey, we was young as hell doing that shit. I look back at that shit. I'm like, man, that shit ain't seem like much, but now that I look back, bro. You don't boys be getting paid like 80 racks a year for that. And we was doing that with no training. Hey, we was we was really on some. Like I, I always gotta remember, man. We really on the leading edge of history, especially with this technology shit. Yeah, bro. We don't realize how much we got. Like, like look at you, man. Look at me. We got MacBooks. Not just typing on word with it, like we doing shit with this shit. You know? Chit chat. Like if y'all can see this stuff right now, y'all be like, man, you know how you learn how to do that? Power of the internet and the will goes back to what you're saying. You gotta have something in your pocket in order to do what you want. Right. And then just uh just about like the social media thing, just to see how it's all evolved, right? So it went from MySpace was more of a local thing. MySpace and Facebook to me seemed more like a local thing, right? Yeah. And then uh I was really gonna fuck you up is this. To me, what Twitter is, it's a very, very clean AOL chat room. Clean as far as organized, right? Yeah, I, oh yeah, I know you meant that because that bitch is definitely not clean. That <laughs> 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 was far from clean. <laughs> so, how AOL chat rooms? You remember? You remember how chat rooms used to be? It used to just be these uh, usernames and these AOL names that was just popping up on the side, and people were just saying like the most outlandish shit. Ever. Yeah. And Twitter is still like that to an extent. But most, like, you I can, like how you put that the most outlandish <laughs> shit though, because they be saying some shit, man. Oh and God. on Twitter, like it's 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 you know, it's more defined and it's more personal. It's like this is this person's journal. This is this person's uh, fuckery for the day, <laughs> <laughs> for the day, for the month, for the week. Like oh, so, sometimes I go back, I look at my old tweets, I be like, boy, I was on some bullshit in twenty thirteen. Hey, the fuck out of this shit. I, all my old profiles gone. <laughs> you did the right thing. Gone. I, my account now was. From February of this year, all business. Brand new. Yeah, brand new. Yeah, it said nobody can pull them old tweets. Yeah, I need to go ahead and delete I'm like, leave my Twitter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had to go, so I'm sorry. Nah, I, I, I made my Twitter uh, right after I graduated high school. This was 2011. Shout out to Jerome. Shout out to Jerome. We were joking at the crib. He like, son. Cause we clowning like he like son you gotta make a you gotta make a Twitter cause we clowning and people be clowning on that so come on that clown niggas with me I said all right son <laughs> so we was on that bitch <laughs> I really made a motherfucking Twitter in 2011 just to fuck with people you hear me yeah and what Twitter was from like then to now is totally different That's crazy and because I believe I think I joined Twitter in like 2010 I think I joined Twitter in 2010. And it was just an all-out war zone to see who could say the most disrespectful <laughs> shit at first. Hey, I'm laughing so hard because this shit bring it back crazy memories, though. Like, who could say the most disrespectful shit? And back then, it wasn't even about retweets and likes and shit like that. It was just, nigga was really just trying to get these thoughts off. A whole joke. Yeah, that's really what it was. Twitter was the Joe spot, for real. Uh, and then just I don't know how shit didn't didn't develop into like uh, the Instagram. I'm not big on Instagram. I don't, I don't like it because I'm not like a, a picture taking person. Hey, we we could talk about that too. Speaking of that Instagram stuff, right? And then Snapchat is, I'm like just like I said for Instagram. I'm not big on taking pictures, so Snapchat isn't really my, like my speed. But I gotta have it because of the projects that I'm doing. Exactly. Um, and I feel like I'm kind of handcuffed to the social media because of what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just a better way to reach out to people and right. spread the word. And, you know, I feel like this phrase is overused, but it's the truth. It's spread awareness right. for it. But um, what, were you, what was your point on Instagram? Uh, going back to that, um, how you feel uh, handcuffed to it. I, like, I'm not the picture taken through, man. But like you said, it's changed from 2011. It's... Is businesses on Instagram like my Instagram profile is a business account? 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I got a lot of content. I got a lot of followers. But only like two or three pictures of myself. I ain't posting pictures. I'm posting these beats. Yeah. I ain't posting these beats directly. I'm posting a, 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 a beat video of my beat, you know? Content. Content. Content, content, content. That's, that's what the word is going forward. All content-based, you know what I'm saying? Um, all right, well, go ahead and just, like, plug any projects that you got. Plug, like, your social medias, because I know uh, this is where the work lives. The work lives on social media, and so if you got, like, your Twitter page, go ahead and just, uh, I'll put this down. I'll put the Twitter name and your socials down there at the bottom, but just go ahead and just plug them. All and right. just what, what platforms can everybody find you on? All right, so... For this very reason, I thought I'd be uniform. You can find me on Twitter, Grant. Uh, look, I was about to say Twitter, Grant. That's how uniform I am. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all SSJ Amethyst. Like, at SSJ Amethyst on Twitter, at SSJ Amethyst on Instagram. No special characters, no spaces. That's SSJ Amethyst, A-M-E-T-H-Y-S-T. And, um... Same as, as far as the music sites, you know, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Apple Music, I'm on Spotify, I'm on uh, Tidal, all under the same name, SSJ Amethyst, I'm everywhere. Yes, sir. All right, you got anything, any, any other project that you want to play? You just put out your album, where can they find that album one more time? That album is titled Ethereal, um, that's E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L, and that's on... Literally all major uh, streaming platforms. I know y'all like Apple Music. I know y'all like Tidal. I know y'all like Spotify. It's on all those. It's even on things that y'all motherfuckers don't use. That that shit on Deezer. I don't even know what that is, but it's on there. <laughs> that shit on Napster. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on it's, everything, man. It's all them streaming platforms, dog. Yeah. It's crazy what the streaming shit done did for music and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Royalty, you... royalty, royalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's another bag coming in, right? Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Well, I appreciate y'all for pressing play. Look at me. I'm falling over my words. Yeah. Tell them, right? That's crazy. But I appreciate y'all for uh, pressing play on this another episode of the I Stay Low podcast show. Um, I'm your host, Marty Lee. And until next time, y'all. Oh.